When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, I'll speak first then. You win. Yes. You're right. Magic. <laughs> Been up to. Been that there London on you? Yeah, did a bit of this and that. Did a bit of this and that. Arson. Hey. Um, this is Alson's Brew, or the Brewers, it's now turned. Uh, get involved in the chat, get involved in the comments, let us know what you think, and give us a like as well. Um, yeah, so what are you doing in London? Um, Alson Wenger and Rio, we're talking about the future of football, which I think right. the Premier League clubs have unanimously voted to fucking bat away. Um, that, yeah, that's off to a solid start then, isn't it? I don't think that was the only thing they were talking about. Yeah. I mean, I actually didn't listen greatly <laughs> and in depth to what they were talking weren't about. Kind of Can we change direct- the colour of the lights, please? Thank weren't you, you directing this? I was, I was directing it, but I'm not, so I'm not listening. All I'm listening for is does the audio sound good? Right, okay. And making sure the pictures are, are looking I'm good. I'm a mere novice. I'm a Luddite. I'm I don't saying, understand these so things. So I'm not necessarily listening to the deep cut. There we go. Bit of red light on. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? Roxanne. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, Sorry, go on. Didn't um, necessarily listen deeply to the concept, but I, I kind of knew the outline of what they were going to talk about anyway. Um, so that was interesting. We did, um, did a podcast with Vincent Company afterwards. Get out. This is a United podcast, mate. <clears throat> oh, what are you, purple? Hey. No, I'm not Pundit Jay. <laughs> hey, he's my mate, Pundit Jay. Check out three points in the gaff. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean... He's all right, though, isn't he? To be fair. Really? I've interviewed him a few really times. Really sound, yeah. Sound, yeah. And you do want to say you it. You do want to rate him. The Mrs. mentioned so much was the other day. Like, he was a big advocate for helping the homeless in... Um, the fact you pointed. <laughs> well, she's there. <laughs> People watching going... She's right there. Why's he going to the missus? Yeah, she's, she's like right behind there. that camera. Um, yeah, Blackpool. Tenerife, you know the game. Um, so you want to rate him, yeah, because one, he was pretty good, yeah, and very good, yeah, and two, he he's easy to wait the way he played. Like without saying it, and we'll, we'll talk about this briefly, then we'll move on. But he wasn't one of those players that did things that you hate. hate. Suarez, yeah, do you know no. what I mean? He wasn't racist. He was just like he was just good. He was just good, and he got stuck in. Which is it's like, like I can't hate Yaya Torre as much as no. like you theoretically want to. No. I got a lot of respect for Company. Got a lot of respect for Aguero. Got a lot of respect for Yaya Torre. That I don't. I mean, they, they were all infinitely better players than the. Do you know what it is? I don't think they got their flowers. Right. Okay. Whereas Steven Gerrard looked like he owned a florist. God, I can't. I'll tell you one thing. I can't cope with this adulation that he's getting. So it's ma- I saw madness, some tweet saying the return of the Premier League king. Madness, absolute madness. So I think that um, they were probably underappreciated, and I think to a degree, all three of them slightly underappreciated, even by City fans. I think Torres is because massively. when Pep's like, "I'm not having him," and I'm not having him. Yeah, City fans because Pep's bigger than our fucking shit little club. They just have to do what he says. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm sorry, Yaya Torre. Is greater than any player that pulled a shirt on for City prior to him. He's my, ba- I, th- I think he's the best on. player I've seen for City. Let's not forget Yaya Torre was underrated gen- generally. I know, again, we'll move on quickly so this is turning into a bit of a City loving. But you remember that season where he scored 20 Premier League goals? Won the title for him, right? Steven Gerrard slipped and cost him the title and yet came second behind Suarez in the voting for the player of the year. I don't think they, they got their flowers in the slightest. But anyway, so Vincent Company. 
I asked him some questions and his answer was sensational. Cool. Like if a United captain had said that, on, what did he say? I there's might one you told me about. But I've emptied into my trousers. Tell the tell the viewers on the front. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rio was talking about preparing for the game. What? <laughs> You've got you're such a wordsmith, Thank Stephen. You. He was talking about preparing for the game. Yeah, and Rio was like, I wanted to be the best centre half. On the pitch, not just out of me and the manager, but out of you two and that as well. And, yeah, yeah. and he was like, "So, how did you prepare for the games to, to company?" And he goes, "I just wanted to kill everyone, to be honest." Yeah. I was like, "I resonate with that on so many yeah. levels." That that is, yeah. The one thing I didn't like about, Vincent and I, I think I just said to him, and he played like that as well. He did, didn't he? To be fair, he did. one thing I didn't like about him though is he said I look like Fabian Delph, which I didn't like, <laughs> um, no matter how accurate that may have been. <laughs> That's what he said when he did it once. He was talking about Fabian Delph, and went, you look like him actually. So um, it's coming out Monday. Is Monday. honestly, I think one of the best podcasts. What I've was done. what was Wenger like? Because I don't know. I can't make my mind up with Wenger. Like, there's part of me that thinks, okay, yeah, late nineties, early noughties, got to respect it. United, the Arsenal and United rivalry has never been seen before or since in the Premier League. Yeah. For seven years, the only teams that won the Premier League were United or Arsenal. And during that time, we won the treble. Arsenal had that season where they drew 12 games. It was like there was seminal Arsenal moments. Twice. Yeah, there was seminal moments during that. So you have to sort of respect that because it pushed us to new levels and it did and he did. But then there's part of me that thinks he lost the plot a bit. And you did don't lose the plot. And Robin I think Van this Persie. is one of those things right. about this is why I'm as a, a manager lost it. Okay, cool. Like, on. did Fergie lose it in the mid noughties Or was a team full of Jemba Jemba, Mikel Sylvester, and fucking Darren Gibson maybe not quite good enough to compete with the best Chelsea team we've seen in decades? I understand that. I think the the sort of the response I would say to that is you're right, but there was there was planning there. There was he was take, not taking a time off, but he was planning for the future because yeah, you, you had Ronaldo, you had Rooney, you had these players that were you know, that needed a couple of years. Arsenal's problem was the move to the Emirates. Mm. That mm. financially hamstrung them to, like, do you think he wanted to, was it Jeremy Aliadier up front? Like, do you think oh, he wanted that over Terry Henry and his ilk? Yeah, no, no. Of course he didn't. He built teams, you know, he, he pulled uh, Vieira out of Italy. I think it was AC Milan he got no, him No, you're from. right, yeah. Um, you know, he's, he, he had some fantastic, the French ones are very well known, but obviously he got Terry Henry and Vieira from, from Italy. Nicholas um, and Elk, as well, I was watching that documentary, which I didn't think was that good, but, you know, he fought to get him from Paris Saint-Germain, I think, when he was 17. An Elka, Arsenal versions of that. an Elka was a fucking handful. It was an yeah. absolute handful. And he was, he was sensationally good. And I actually think what he got from an Elka made him sign Terry Henry. Do you know what thing? I think you got a good point there, um, especially in the '99 season when we won the treble. Um, and Elkers, some of the goals he scored were ridiculous. He scored like 23 goals, there, yeah. yeah. But loads of them, you know, from outside the box, like into the bottom corner. I remember him. But um, I think the main issue with with Wenger, which is one thing he didn't have that Fergie always had, I think he couldn't keep older players when he needed to. I think Fergie recognised, I need this guy. I need. To. Don't get me wrong. There's exceptions. Ronaldo eventually had to go, but he got another season out of him. He knew like. Eric, I'll do whatever I can to keep yeah. him. Whereas Wenger would just go, Van Persie, you want to go United? Go on then. Yeah, I think that was... Uh, but again, you don't know what the financial constraints no, no, were. And I think point. they were the, the massive hamstringing for him. I think he's a fascinating listen. He's no, a real yeah. statesman. And he's got real charisma about him. And out of just respect of what he achieved in the game, um, yeah, I'll take the piss out of him on a podcast all day long. Yeah, of course you But you know, when you're in his presence, um, I, I didn't even speak to him. In his no, I thought no. you'd have been right there because you're no, into coaching and that. It's a bit of a networking a... event. Oh, and okay. there's there's a ton of agents there. There was there was a load of ex-players there. And I, I mean, fucking Ronaldo just sat on the sofa. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, take the boy out of East Manchester. Um, I mean, we ended up sitting on the sofa with Rio, but like not... Wasn't just completely. Right, out just of the getting words. a Greg's and sitting yeah, on the sofa when the you know everything's going on around you. It's busy. I was just I mean, we. That was the first event we, as Studio Sixty Eight, as a business, really had had produced live, uh, certainly on that scale. Yeah, that's mad. That so personally, professionally, I was very nervous about you know, none of the tech failing, yeah. nothing like that. But obviously, we put on a good stream. It looked good. It sounded good. So I was just relieved that I didn't have to start shouting at people anymore. <laughs> so I just went and sat at the back and was no. like, right, done. You know, I, I thanked Jill and I thanked Arson, and that was all I said to them both. I was just like, thank you. Professional head on. <clears throat> Did a good job as well, bro. Seriously, well done. I know you've put a lot of work into it, so it's good to see it come into fruition. So it yeah, really that is. was uh, London for the first half of the week. Yeah. So missed the podcast on Monday for it. Um, well, there wasn't much to talk about, to be honest, if you didn't miss much. Nothing happened at United. 
There really isn't nothing happening at United, though. United. I mean, I'm seeing, and I'm sure we can see it on the thumbnail here behind us, like... Where's this Brendan Rodgers talk? Well, I wanted to ask you about this because there's a lot of there's a few things I need to ask you about on that thumbnail. Starters, who's the geezer on the next to him? Ralph Ragnick. Is he real? Him? Well, I had to he's I had to a, double he's check. He's a genuine um, non-fiction character. Right? Is he is he good? Um, as a coach, yeah. he had um, some good and some bad appointments. But again, I think every good coach has had some what the fuck happened there kind of appointments. Yeah. Um, I think he's more of a director of football kind of character. I think he's a guy that um, is more of a football administrator now than a hands-on coach. He might... I mean, we're saying this without need, without actually technically having a manager with Euro vacancy, but I understand the the scenario. And I think if you don't beat Watford at weekend next week, there very much might be a managerial vacancy. Yeah. And there very much should be a managerial vacancy if that's the case. Um, but as it stands, there is obviously currently speculation about where you go from here, I actually don't think United... I think United's decision's been made. I think the fact that we entered international break, I think that Monday, Tuesday, last week, this week, was critical. That was peak. Uh, yeah, I think he, he could have gone then, but with him not going then, yeah. especially when he got on the plane, because I thought, you can sack him when he's on the plane, because then he doesn't have to have that whole getting on the plane thing yeah, yeah, where yeah. he gets mivered. I, I thought that would have been quite a a nice thing to do to sort of like, all right, you want to make the statement? All right, cool. Can you give me 20 minutes to get yeah. out of here? No, that's fair. Um, but obviously that's not happened. No. So that's the decision. The decision is clearly for the foreseeable. Now I've got issues with that. And one of my issues is supposedly um, Rich and Arnold doesn't want the first thing he does when he takes over to be sacking Solskjaer. I've heard this, yeah, a couple of times. We put it to Laurie Well, he says... I, don't, I think he said, I, I've not heard that, but I can understand that being treated with that. But also, if, if, but the, the evidence is there that this is the case. You know, Woodward doesn't want the last thing he does to be um, sacking Solskjaer. Yeah, I think that's so similar to what Laurie like, was Sorry, mate, that's your fucking job. Yeah, that's what Joe put to Laurie. I know it's not Laurie's responsibility, just as a report. He was saying, like, the, 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 the benefit of the club is what should be the foremost in front of your mind. What is best for the club? Not what is best for Ed Woodward or best for Richard Arnold. What is best for Manchester United? Now, if the best move for Manchester United is we get another manager in, then so be it. And if it isn't, then okay. But not, how is this going to affect my standing? How is this going to affect my legacy? This I mean, is the entire problem ridiculous. with that managerial group. Yeah. Is that everyone wants the... It's the Instagram model thing. They want the appearances of success without willing to put the fucking work in. You want paying five million a year, Edward, right? Yeah. How about you put your fucking thumb up out from under your ass and actually do some work? You're paid to be the CEO of Manchester United. How about make some decisions like the fucking CEO of Manchester United? Now, if the decision that you've made is, Solskjaer's my man, okay, cool. Come out and say that. Yeah. Stand behind him because this yeah. speculation does nobody any good. It doesn't. And I feel, I feel you're right. I feel like there's an element of we're taking a step back if he does lose to Watford, then we'll, you know, we'll get rid. It's cowardly. Yeah, there's no, there's neither here nor there. There's no, like you say, Woodward could come out and he could say, listen, and it, it might even be a message to the players that they need and say, don't think if you don't turn up on Saturday, he's not going to be a week later. Correct. He is. He's here to the end of the season. So if this shit goes down, he's going down with him as the captain. He's here. So you deal with it. Yeah. Or he could say, you know, we could sort of start looking for the managers, letting, you know, have but a you word could still... and say to Ole, right, you know what? It's not working out. Give you no two weeks notice, so you know. I think the board would be well within their rights and well within respect for the manager currently to come out and say either the decision that we're making currently is yeah. that we were going to give Ollie the, the full run of this season and we will make a decision at the end of the season. If it continues as it is, then I think you can see what's going to happen. However, yeah. he'll be given the opportunity to turn that around, and we hope he does, and he's here with us for the long term. I don't think Ollie could have an issue with that. No. And by the same rule, they could come out and say, um, is he under pressure? Yeah, he fucking is under pressure. If you know, What have we won, like two in five, two in seven? Something Come like out, that feels like. It, yeah. They could come out and say, as it stands, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is, is our manager, but we are under no illusion that results must improve. If they do not improve, we will be forced to act. And again, I don't think that's being disrespectful to the manager. Being but this logical in it, to be nonsense fair. of just coming out and saying fucking nothing and yeah. just like, they're probably going to announce a new tractor sponsor or some shit like that. You, you're ignoring the elephant in the room. You have to address the results. Yep. And you have to come out and say, either he's our man, 
Yeah. And he's got to the end of the season, or you, there's a way of nicely saying, look, he's under pressure. Yeah. And if he's under pressure, I think that gives you the the license to start talking to the likes of Brendan Rodgers. Because what it doesn't do, when you um when you're the manager or if you're a manager and you hear things like United have sounded out Brendan Rodgers, well you that's more disrespectful than putting your cards on the table, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree completely. Um just on the Rodgers front, because this one sort of came a little bit out of nowhere and then seems to be gathering some momentum. And now you're in I feel like I'm in a position where a lot of fans and you know you might not be one of them watching but a lot of fans are now trying to convince themselves of like all right okay well maybe Rodgers isn't that bad and I keep hearing this argument of he's better than Ollie and I think that's not the that's not the be all and end all whether you agree with that or not it should be more than just he's better than all it should be is he good enough to challenge Pep and Guardiola uh, Pep and Guardiola Pep and Klopp and Tuchel is he up to that job is he up to the job of managing the egos of Ronaldo and, and Pogba and Bruno and you know nurturing the youngsters like Greenwood and, and um, whoever else comes through, you know, whether it's Alanga or Tevin Mengi or whatever. Is it, has he got that in him? Has he got all those components you want from a Manchester United manager? Can you know a youth player that he's brought from an academy into a first-team regular? No, we're having this discussion on one of the podcasts on because someone was talking about Harvey Barnes, but he's like, he's a bit older and he, I don't think he brought him through. I think, they, didn't he? He came through, but it wasn't... Tamza like Chowdhury, one of them, perhaps? Maybe, maybe. He's not renowned for... Right, that. okay, so cool. Enough, so that's it? probably a, a ch- uh, an exit in I know box. they bought him. Maybe Sterling at Liverpool, but they bought him from QPR, but he gave him a chance, didn't he? That's not so the same thing. You could have an exit in that box. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, okay. Uh, am I bothered by the Liverpool connection? Uh, yeah, I am, actually. Yeah. Right? I was raised right. And <laughs> for all of the people who... And I've had numerous. Um, what about Dennis Law? What about Samat Busby? What about them? You're a fucking absolute imbecile if you don't think football and the rivalry between Manchester United and Liverpool and City as well has changed since the 30s and the 60s to now. Munich happened. Those fan bases' responses to that thing happening has changed those rivalries. Um, Did I cheer Michael Owen's goal? You're fucking right, I did. Didn't clap him coming on, no, did I? And I still never talked to him. And he can still fuck off as it stands right now. Scout swat. Right. Well... With that, all that being said, the Liverpool rivalry is one thing. You know my thoughts on Liverpool rivalry as well. Um, Where's know, the loyalty, Jay? Yeah, yeah, get that. My thing would People's be... People's like, though, oh, so you're saying you wouldn't take Pep and Klopp? That's exactly what I'm saying. My thing would be, though, if I thought... Right, I'll be honest with you, this is where I think we're slightly different. I understand everything you're saying, but I think if I thought Rodgers comes in and wins a title... I'd be up for it because I think actually that would stick the knife in me with the scouts because they'd be like, well, he couldn't do it with us. That was the only acceptance with Jose. Yeah, you're like, well, come in and he'll, you know, I'd love to see. And I I did a tweet joking about, you know, I'd love to see him lift the title with United and he waves to Gerard in the opposite dugout and say, that's how it's done, you slippy person. I'm I'm on a thing not swearing, I promise me, kids. Um, But it's a task. Um, But especially sat next to you talking about (laughs) Brendan Rogers. But, but, if you just ignore, which is a big thing to ignore, I give you that. If you ignore the fact that you know Liverpool, do you think he's got what it takes? If he comes in, can he succeed? You might not want him here, but if he's if he's the manager of Manchester United next month, right. can he win us a title? To can get Oli out of the job, League? there has to be an obvious upgrade. Now a lot of people are going, he is an obvious upgrade. Okay, cool. So the ov- here's the logic that you're trying to throw out at me, right? Go on. The logic that you are trying to throw at me is that a man that has competed in the same league as him and never finished above him is better than him. And that's the man that's going to close the distance on the two guys that we can't catch with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And you go, okay, well, look at the starting 11 that he's got. Okay, let's look at the starting 11 that he's got. I think Leicester's starting 11, squad depth's different, but starting 11 has got less weaknesses, if not, it certainly doesn't have the same sort of reach as Manchester United's best players, but it's got less weaknesses than Manchester United's. And you might say, well, that's a positive. Brendan Rodgers helped build that. Yeah, I'll give you that. I will give you that. He's been a part of building quite a solid Premier League team there. But the starting eleven that he's pissing with has less weaknesses than the one that Oli's dealing with, yet he finishes below it. So how can you logically reconcile that the man to close the gap on the teams that are above us has never finished above the guy that he's replacing? When we went there, we were sat, me and you were over... The other side of the studio, and we went to the King Power, didn't we? United, obviously not us. We were here um, that two seasons ago on the last day, and it needed a little bit of mathematics for Leicester to finish above us. The first thing they had to do was beat us. They didn't. We beat them, and that's happened 
multiple times yeah. under Rodgers. And it does feel and like don't tell there is me that, that thing of trouble of him getting over the line. Yeah. And you can point at the Steven Gerrard slip and that's, you know, not Bre- Brendan Rodgers' fault. But you think it is but playing it is Steven Gerrard played, as the yeah, six. You played him as the six. You said, right. It's like people that are looking at Fred now and not and putting that on Fred and not Oli. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, it's like, yeah, exactly. And also, how do you react to that? Because what Rodgers did on that game, if you remember that game, he left him on. And Gerard took it upon himself to try and shoot from every distance he could. Oh, it's not like him. Try, I know, yeah. Where a stronger manager might have just said, I'm taking you off. And also Chris Amble happened after that, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Three nil up against uh, Palace and they draw three all. So there is that element with him. And okay, he won the FA Cup. It's a trophy I respect. And he did a very good job at that because it was against Tuchel and Chelsea. But there is an issue there with getting over the line and it's a I train that keeps that going. Recently. Sorry? And I read that one whatever recently. Bobby Martin <laughs> yeah, has one yeah. recently. It's a cup competition. Your this bread and butter is your league. This is a now, point. I always said I'll never uh, diminish anybody that's won a league title. No. Right? Winning a league title is good. But for all the people that are saying that winning the Norwegian league is a load of old ass with a team that's never won it, Brendan Rodgers went in what? When Celtic had won four or five on the bounce and won another three with them. What a fucking genius. Sorry. Yeah, how, yeah. how did he do that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think he did it undefeated, right? Yeah. No, he's, he's record is when... good. I'm not going to disparage that. But you're right. You can't have it both ways. If you're going to say what Ollie did at Norway doesn't count, in Norway, sorry, doesn't count, but Rodgers in Sally, does, that doesn't make any sense to me. You either count them both or neither of them. Um, Son Patrick Mendade has been a member of the academy for 12 months. Thanks for your support. Says David Brent is manager, not a chance. I don't agree with that. In the workplace, very good. Uh, have yeah. you heard the quotes off the guy? Go on, you did one before. What was it? Was oh. it the, 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 you can live with many days without water, but you can't live a single minute without hope. What's that about? What are you talking about? That's literally a, a, an office quote, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Literally a quote out of the fucking That office. deluded Rogers thing, that the account that started. When that started, I think a lot of people thought that was real. Like, those were his real quotes. Because he has got a um, conscience for uh, the odd... Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and find a few now so we're not just... Um, they're insane. Yes, there's... Um, let me have a look here. I'm going to bring up some of his quotes. You know... We, <laughs> right, yeah. Um, I mean, there's... there's it's, I mean, there's quite a lot. I'm trying to... It's great for the public here at Sunderland to see us. They must have been wondering what this team is everyone's talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I I believe a young player will run through a barbed wire fence for you. An older player looks for a hole in the fence. I use a quote with the players, per aspera ad astra, which is Latin for through adversity to the stars. (laughs) (laughs) What? Here's one for you. I really hate Steven Gerrard. He cost me a title. The slippy, absolute waste of space. Wow, I didn't really said that. Um, I might have made that one up. Um, so not a big no from you then. All right, here's one for you. Because the one name that everyone sort of agrees with, the United would have if he was available. And the journalists we speak about, we speak to, sorry, say, yep, he's got a lot of respect within the United hierarchy. They see him as a potential future Manchester United manager, and I know you can wait, you wait till I'm asking the question. Steve Bruce. No, not Steve Bruce. Right. We'd have Steve Bruce, I love him. <laughs> hey, 19 goals in a season. Kevin De Bruyne's never done that. Um, but the one Fucky name, strikers who've never done I that. I know. A lot uh, of them. Exactly. Um, is Pochettino. Now, I know he's not available at the minute, he's marrying, he's marrying, he's managing some club in France, but I'm going to put it to you, because you have a similar opinion on both Rodgers <sighs> and Pochettino. If, and it's a big if, Pochettino's available and the board have a decision to make and they go, right, it's either Rodgers or Poch and you can't say neither. Who are you going for? Can I liquidate the club? No, you're in, we're in this together forever. Fuck's sake. You know the rules. That's um, not an option. We're not one of those who go, I'm not going to support United anymore because we're not very good. I'd probably go with Poch. Wow. You must really hate Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> He's a cringeworthy... Cr- don't, he give you the, don't he give you the ick when you look at him? Do you know what, right? And you listen to him speak and you just think, you smell your own farts. I know you do, right? For starters. And you love it when I, you do. I just feel like United are really have took the banter era thing by the scuff of the net and like embraced it. You were we have, aren't we? An ex- We've gone full banter. Literal parody of a fucking character on The Office that's won yeah. Button FA Cup. Yeah. And he's going to topple perhaps three of the greatest managers that Europe's seen in... Many a year, yeah. Really, fucking, really. Here's, here's one for you then, because you've been one of Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's most prominent vocal supporters, and you know I understand that. Right, so I've been with you all the way. Um, can he turn it around? Do you see a scenario, uh, Ole? Because we've had the Rogers scenario, the Poch scenario, the Ten Hag. We did that the other week. Ralph Rangnick and all this other stuff. At the, we're forgetting at the moment. 
Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is the manager of Manchester United. Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is yeah, the one, exactly. as far as we're concerned, who's going to be picking the team for the Watford game. Yeah. Is there a scenario you believe where he can get a tune out of these players? You've been, in, I know it's different strokes before anyone gets involved, but you've been, you know, coaching and managing yourself. Do you look at him and go, he could motivate these players and turn around? Because this is a guy who has finished third, he's finished second, he's beaten, to, um, he has done, he's beaten Tuchel a couple of times, he's beaten Klopp, he's beaten Guardiola. Can he turn this around? In all honesty, it doesn't feel like he can. Right, okay. Um, and that was the turning point because up until up until summer, his remit was finish inside the Champions League and overhaul the club, yep. which I think he would do, right? So you can argue on whether he could have won a trophy while he was doing that, and I think he should have won the Europa League, I think, at least. Um, and ultimately, trophies are what you are measured on. Uh, and he should have won a trophy. Not winning the trophy, but still getting Champions League qualifications shouldn't result in the automatic sacking, like which is what I think some of the fucking children who follow us um, <laughs> really believe. That we do appreciate your case. support, though. Thanks um, for you. keep following us. But you're a fucking child, so relax. So I think you have to have allowed him up until that point. The minute he got Varane, who's obviously been injured, um, Sancho, who hasn't played, and, and Ronaldo, the expectation shifts and changes because now you're you're dealing with a better calibre of player and a better calibre of squad. The problem all he's got is that not only did this expectation level from here get risen to here, yeah. our performances that were here have dropped to here or yeah. maybe even further. So the gap between where we were, are and should be has increased. And I don't think that's entirely on the manager. I think some of the individual performances, Shaw, Maguire. That left-hand side of our defence is just Fred, gone to the dogs. Marcus completely. being out. Right. You know, the whatever's going on with Sancho. There's things at play here that yeah. uh, have played into it, but there's still fundamental things that are in that management's control that we haven't fucking dealt with. No. Um, that they haven't done a good enough job dealing with. Or they haven't, you know, two weeks ago, we switched it up to a back three. Um, and seemingly it worked out of nowhere and we just persisted with it through the next couple of weeks. But we knew, we was having conversations saying... Where's he going to play Pogba? Because he shoehorned him in on the left and it worked for Newcastle and, and Leeds games. He ain't going to play there when Marcus gets back. So is this temporary? It told me there and then that he didn't know what he was going to be doing. This worries me, because me and you did a podcast or a, a preview two years ago or something, and he'd done something similar where he'd gone to bat three, it worked for a week, and he'd stuck with it and then it hadn't worked. And you said that's a criticism you've got of him sometimes. He does, he'll try something and think, oh, that's the new system now regardless of the fact that the opponent's changed. Yeah. So that is a worry when we're two years down the line. And, I, you and know, that's still sort yeah, of happening. And, I remember and you that, saying it. Ultimately, it's a results business. Yeah. And if he'd have been... I mean, like Chelsea are not playing well. No one's prepared for that conversation at the moment, though. Chelsea are not playing well. They are scraping through games. But do you know what the important thing in that is? They're scraping through the fucking games, Jim. Yeah, so done, they're picking we've won, up we've the wins. Like that. Aren't they top of the league at the moment? Yeah. Right. So ultimately... Whether it's performance or results, people are taking the results. Yeah. Um, and ultimately, you'll go, well, do you know what? The performances might improve, but we're still getting the results. At the moment, people are looking at United and going, at the start of the season, well, we picked up a couple of results. The performance wasn't bad. And then it changed and the performances were dreadful and we weren't getting the results. That's the big thing that disappoints me, though, because like City have lost to Palace, drew with Southampton, lost to Spurs this season, lost, I know it's different, but lost the game... Paris Saint-Germain in, in, in the Champions League. The Scouts has got to beat off West Ham the other day, Drew with Brentford. They've, no one's having it all their own way. Mm. This isn't City 100 points a few years ago. No. But we're not involved in the conversation because we've been that bad where we're dropping so many points where even if we'd have beat, I know it's a big hit, but if, even if we'd have just beat Villa and Everton, we'd be level with the Scousers now on points. And it's a different conversation. If we'd have beat them, we'd have been level with yeah. them. Or above them. Yeah, it's a different chat, in it? Because all of a sudden you're going, okay, this isn't what we expected, but... It's not panic but these are the fine margins yeah. that exist. I know it's a big hit, by the way, before people start um, going. And yeah, not know. only is it a case of, oh, if we'd have just turned around that tiny little 5 nil dicking that we got at home. It's a big thing to, yeah. for us to over. If we just protested again and got that game postponed like we did the other, way, the other year, um, we'd have been all right. But yeah, I think there are signs there where you go, listen, up, the job you've done up until summer... You can't be revisionist and say that he should have... Like, people was like, I was telling you two years ago that he should have gone, all right, well, two years ago, he was fucking wrong. Yeah, no, no. Like, 
I've always said this with Ollie, like me and Scotty, when we chat, Scotty's been an advocate of getting rid of Ollie for a little while. He just doesn't think he's up to the job. And I've always said when I've spoken to him, because he makes good case. He's not just, no, just get rid of him. He has a point that he's making. He's, he just doesn't think he can get us where we need to be. But my argument has always been, he's deserved that end of the season, the next season. So when he got to third... He's hit the minimum expectation. Yeah. You don't sack he's someone not, who gets you to third. He's not impressed. He's not took it. He's not gone, oh my... Wow. Yeah. But he's hit the minimum expectation that the Glazers have set. It's not necessarily our minimums. But, I, but I the think Glazers have I, shown I, you in I'm their history. Gonna, I'm not going to lie. Like When we finished third in that, that Premier League season, okay, I'm not going to go, when's the parade we finished third? But I thought, I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that in terms of a stepping stone to next season. I'm happy with what he's doing. When we finished second last season, I think, okay... He deserves another season. I'm happy with this. If I we'd think... have picked up the Europa League at the end, oh, you come second in the Europa League. I oh, know. That... You go, that's a pretty good season in the I've, grand scheme I of think things. that's cost him that because I think now, had he won that, we're having a different conversation because you're giving him a little bit more leeway. He's going, he won the Europa, finished second. We know he's not an idiot. We know we can do this. Let's give him a bit more time. And, and that on the motivation of the players as well. Like when you speak to any players and they'll tell you they're internally motivated. They're not motivated by a manager. Oh, I know. I mean, that is a little bit of a worry. Um, funny growing the super chat says, I recognise what Ollie's trying to do. I don't think they fire Ollie. Any chance when Merlinstein joins the coaching team? He's coached it successfully. What do you reckon with that? I mean, we asked him, didn't we? We didn't ask him, sorry. He couldn't talk. He's, he's, is he tied up at the minute, Renny? He's like... He's with Australia, but um, that's about it, I think. Yeah, I think it's not a, a case of as easy as he can do. I don't know. Maybe it's different if he got the call. But as far as we know, there hasn't been that conversation. And I, I always worry me when it's a manager's under pressure and the answer is change the coaching staff or bring in another coach because I think it undermines it a little bit. I think you get rid of the manager or you don't. I think bringing another coach is sort of saying the manager ain't up to the job so I'm going to come and help him. But you've still got that bit of the manager ain't up to the job. Yeah. I think if you're Ronaldo and you're sitting here going, oh, they've had to bring in another coach because this manager is telling me what to do, I don't know what he's doing. But this is the I thing is people misapportion what... Here's the thing. Ultimately, the manager is responsible for whatever gets assembled. Yeah. We all know Ollie's not taking training. So if the training ain't good enough, it is on the coaches that's Do you hate him, Kieran McKenna? I've never had a training session with him. Nah, that's a fair comment. The only things that I've heard so of... That, unlike most of Twitter, he seems to have a, you know, a I've spoken to analysis first team him. and academy players who said he's extremely good. And I saw someone the other day say, someone made a list of why, how everyone had failed... Um, like Mike Phelan failed with Hull. All right, we're going to ignore the fact he was United's assistant from 99 to 2013 when we was relatively successful and European champions. All right, no matter. Um, and the, the, like Kieran McKenna failed at Tottenham. He was headhunted by United. Yeah. He was considered a, a shining star at Tottenham. Yeah, we gave him to a, our academy. He won the league with our academy. He was promoted to the first team under Jose, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like the thing is as well, like, with with managers, Carlos Queiroz, you know, flopped at Real Madrid. He went. To, you, you speak to any player that yeah. was trained by him, and they yeah. were like, and we, we "Genius, won the, we won, genius is the word." Yeah, we won the Champions League with Carlos Queiroz in the dugout. Steve McLaren, I know he had some success, but he pretty much flopped as England manager. Flopped at um, was it Wolfsburg where he yeah, went won to the trouble with him. Yeah, so you know it's that old thing. Kiddo went to Blackburn and got relegated within three months, or whatever it was. Yeah won title after title alongside Fergie. So it's not just a case of, all oh, these people failed as managers. Uh, there's a couple of uh, Super Chats I'll get into. Um, Redman07 says, clear sign that the end is near is when we're considering appointing someone called Ragnarok. Not all on all it. Being far too costly individual player er errors. I agree with that as well. Rabu says, Steve, you said Fergie's earned the right to burn the place down if he wants to. Re reports suggest Fergie's asked the board to give him more time. Do you buy into those reports? You think Fergie might be saying to the board, give my... Where do they come from? I mean, I don't know. It's, I mean, there was... Well, didn't he go to get a suit the other week and people were losing their minds? Uh, <laughs> Brian Malone says, you can't say if we had won X or Y. If we are giving United hypothetical points, then City, Liverpool should be giving theirs too. It balances out. It does. I think the point we're making is it's not been... It's, it's annoying for me because I think there is an element of I don't see this having an happy ending. <laughs> yet we've just been three or four games. Not even that. Maybe th two games where... We could have avoided all this. We could have. Yeah, but We've the, not, but the, we could have done it. Even if you'd have picked up a couple of better results, yep. uh, the performances have been objectionably shit. They have been. I mean, the, there's no denying that the performances have been 
unreal. And the thing is, we were sat here, and uh, you know the emotion kicks in, and when Ronaldo returned, and you look at you go, he's got a lot of last minute winners. What 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 a goal! Job no, done. no, I'm not having to go in, but well, you know we got Varane, which I was buzzing about because I didn't see that one happening. Sancho finally, after all that saga. You throw Ronaldo in there, that's a mint window, that. That's like icing on the cake. It might be one of our best windows. We had that debate, yeah, and I think there's the argument 2007, end of 2007, we bought in Tevez, Hargreaves, Nani and Anderson. But, yeah, it's a pretty decent window. But you're right, you know, other than the the window where we signed Brian And it's going exactly the same way, kind (laughs) of. (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wanted to ask you a question actually about it. Scotty put this on his. We were talking about Scotty before, if we can find it. He put. Um, Is a, it about when we played Montpellier on the run to winning the 1991 Cup final? No, but it's connected to that because all roads lead to that, right? Do, do, give me give me any. Give me a. T- well, this is the Random question. commenter, give me a topic. Yeah, give him, right? Random commenter. commenter. Get in here, give him a topic. Give, and me, give me a to, topic and I'll, to Rotterdam I'll, I'll move it all the way back to Rotterdam. Right, so Scotty asked, which managers had the most players that went on to become successful managers in their own right? He said, or he suggested Lippi, because he's got Zidane, Conte, Deschamps, VI, anymore. You've had a few theories on this. I've heard you talking about this. Uh, you probably Cruyff. It's Cruyff your boy, isn't it? I think Cruyff, when you look at like people he's worked with, yeah, uh, and what's come out from under him. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously he's got he's got Rijkaard, he's got Hullet, he's got Pep Guardiola, um, he's got Blind, uh, and then obviously you've got the yeah. You say because someone has put that in the response, um, Enrique, Koeman, Blanc, De Boer, Van Gaal were with him. Um, Mourinho was his translator. Yeah, so there's loads. <laughs> well, sort of come after us, yeah. Because um, I my sort of yes, some similar. So Bobby Robson had Guardiola. I can never say the, the guy at Sevilla's name, you know what I mean? Um, you can pronounce that. Oh, Locatelli. Yeah, uh, Blanc and Enrique. But Cruyff is like the main one who's... Is he the reason we've all got to blame for all this ticker-tacker thing that you know, everyone's into now? In a way, yeah. I mean, there's a brilliant book called The Mixer by Michael Cox, who's blocked me on Twitter because he's a knob. But he's he's blocked me. I don't know if he has blocked me on Twitter, but I pulled him up about an article during lockdown. Um, yeah, if you <laughs> if you argue about him with anything, and I wasn't even abusive. I was just like, you're wrong. Because <laughs> um, he was in favour of the 3pm blackout staying in place. And I said, all right, cool. So when United play away, you're suggesting um, those 76,000 people are going to go watch Altrincham or something. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, right, well, the numbers don't suggest that. Yeah. He and he was like, like, no, the only people who, like, he, was like he, he basically said, no one illegally streams. And I'm like, you're fucking an idiot. He was like, my 78-year-old neighbour illegally streams. He's like, you would say that. You're an internet person. What the fuck does that mean? Mosel real. You're not real. <laughs> he is here. This is real. This isn't a, just an internet facade. Not, not a mirage. Steve sat there. I'm real. Uh, Peter Kelly says, Maguire and Short are too comfortable. Came back from the Euros with their head up their ass. Thinly, they're better than they are. They are slack and not working hard enough. Knee drop. Where do you stand on it? Here's a question for you. Because there's a school of thought that they might be, emo- I know, like, let, let me finish. They might be emotionally drained. They've lost the final, an England final. You know, Luke Shaw scored in that final. He's, you know, he's 20 minutes or whatever it was. I can't remember the exact time away from being the biggest hero the nation's seen since Bobby Moore. They lose it. Harry Maguire goes to penalties. Maguire scores, but they lose the final. That's a big sort of... Do you, do you buy into that? Because a lot of the England lot haven't done well this season. There's this thing that maybe it's, that's been a bit of a drain for them emotionally and mentally because they've had to go through all that, being, you know, the nation's darlings and it's you're riding high and you have that massive disappointment at the end. And then it's the bump and grind of the... Premier League. Possibly. You've also got going the distance in a tournament also takes it out here in a big yeah. way. Although I don't know if anyone is from the Italian side is suffering or not. Does that do you think that plays into it though? The fact that if you win you're yeah. alright. Yeah, maybe you know yeah. what I mean? Because like you've got season, that euphoria. It? Yeah, I and mean, you just carry it on with you and everyone's Yeah, this is great, this is buzzing. Do you know what I mean? It's made it makes laugh because Kino in his book. I think his first one that he did with Eamon Dunphy says about how he struggled after ninety nine because he said a lot of players came back, a few of them you know and you know who they were. And they had the attitude of, not all of them, but like, don't matter if we don't win anything again now, we've just won the, do you know what I mean? And his thing was he didn't play in the final and he was hungry to, to and he said maybe... Roy Keane could have played match. every minute and then some and still would have had the same attitude. Yeah, the season, and he I'm said sure. he felt like some players didn't have that. Some players he fucking told like them, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I had that vibe about Liverpool when they won the title. I thought they over-celebrated yeah, they and did. it was like, yeah. it felt like that was the end of something rather than the beginning of something whereas I thought in 93 when we won the league it felt like the beginning of a dominance and it's obviously turned out to be that whereas that Liverpool thing especially when you look like a lot of the players like I think like Salah and Van Dijk and Matip um, like they're all 30 
Yeah, it's, it's not a young it. team, and it's it's weird because people think it is. People always go, "There's only Jordan Anderson who's getting." Well, no, they're all like late twenties, early thirties. Yeah. Um, really felt all, like the end of some of them. And though. also, they had that massive drop off didn't they, last season where they just sort of literally just lost. Was it six at home on the spin? Obviously, got their act together again this season. For me, Liverpool, and I know they beat us five 0 It was better. They're, they're a good team, but they're so reliant on Salah. I think it's just to a lesser degree Van, uh, Van Dijk, but I think Salah's you know so important to them. Um, it's all about whether he's. Um, We've got a topic from here. To, oh yeah. to link back to. Um, yeah. Um, well, Mank Mike just quickly says not football football related, but I think important this time of year. Just want to say thank Steve for the services gave this country massive respect. Yeah, I call that. Um, right. Let me see if I can find. Um, a, Right. Well, no one's actually done it right. He asked for a, a topic, right, about anything, yeah, anything you want, and he will link it back to Rotterdam, 1991. And yet all I've got is about... Right, right, here's one. Newton Heath. Newton Heath? <laughs> yeah. Google me when the first international football match was <laughs> for England. First England international football match yeah. was, my friend, 1872, I think it was. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Um, and it was be- between Scotland and England. It was between Scotland and England. Yeah. Uh, was it, uh, it was in Glasgow, I think. Um, I'll, I mean, part, where's Partick? Is that near Glasgow? Is that part, is that Glasgow? I don't know. Sorry for the Scottish viewers and I was screaming at me. Yes, it is. Um, How do you know that? I don't know how I know that. Why do I know I that? Know. But you can link, basically, um, you know... The Scottish team played Tick Attacker. Um, and there's there's a lineage of I think it was is it Queen of the South? One of those one of those Queens or something or other. Yeah. Queen's Park. Teams. Queen Queen's South. Park, I think yeah. it is. Queen's yeah. Park, I think it is. So basically it was England versus Queen's Park because they were the serious football team right, in Scotland. Okay, they yeah. represented Scotland. Yeah. They played Tick Attacker. England at the time played a bit more of a rugby union style rushing game. Um, and they thought the best move was to, to pass it around them and not let England get anywhere near it. And I think they yeah. got a nil-nil win, right? Yeah. Nil-nil. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Scotland went on to win like 14 of their first 12 internationals by playing a tick-attack game, a record that I don't think they've ever been close to repeating. Right. Now, one of the players that played in that for Queen's Park moved, I believe, to like Middlesbrough or Sunderland yep. and um, became a footballer. Who was the geezer that was the manager of Tottenham when they won the double? Bill, Bill Nicholson, Nicholson. Yep. right? Um, he coached Bill Nicholson, and he coached a guy called Vic Buckingham. Vic Buckingham moved to Amsterdam, where he became an English teacher and also involved with the Ajax Amsterdam Football Club. While he was at the Ajax Amsterdam Football Club, he taught English to a young boy called Johannes Cruyff. Johan Cruyff grew up to be the group. Greatest player of his, his generation and the next two. Also become one of the most influential godfather figures in the world of football, spawning such children following him, such as Louis van Gaal, Jose Mourinho, Pep Guardiola, Luis Enrique, uh, Ronald Koeman, amongst a couple. Um, and of course, played against Sir Alex Ferguson in 1991 in Rotterdam, where the greatest football and achievement of all time was made. Sir, well done. Adnan78 says, Turkey Twizzlers. <laughs> Don't because you will, and I don't want you to. Don't stop. We've got um, <laughs> we've got more super chats before you start. Um, Nick Albany says not impressed with Maguire as our captain either. Not exactly leading by example right now, and bad at coaching as well. Good centre back, but not captain material. I'll ask you quickly: any chance of Maguire losing the captaincy? Is that a bad move? Probably would be a bad move, but I, I didn't necessarily agree with him getting it in the first place. I, know, I, um, I think you've got to earn the United captaincy a little bit more than he had. But losing it, I think, would be... He seems like a confidence player, doesn't he? Which is weird for a centre-back, because he's usually just full of themselves, but he's not. Uh, Brian Malone says, last year Liverpool had to pay City compensation for hacking their scouting system. Look it up. This is the sort of ruthlessness we need. Yeah, there was. I, mean, I forgot about that because it sort of slips under the radar, isn't it? Uh, Captain Jack Sparrow says, any possible way to get Glazer out of the club? Um, Not legal. Yeah, yeah. I think loads of illegal ones. Yeah, but we won't go down that for because our lawyers are on holiday. Uh, Leo Man United says, okay, cool. So if Oli's gone this season, who would you take? We had this the other week. Did you say... Ten Hag was he one of your preferences? I know there's not Ten Hag's a, in the mixer. I, I think Lauren Blanc. One. I mean, Lauren, everyone's going to go. Oh, he's doing shit in Qatar. Okay, do you know anything about Qatar football? Because I don't. Like, and I think James no. Rodriguez is playing for him. Um, 
<laughs> taking it seriously. That is. Yeah, that like is the, the end of his it career. Is, is the truth, right? He had a pretty good, uh, probably about, I think it's like three or four percent better than what Pochettino's currently is, and he didn't have Messi um, when he was PSG manager. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if he had Neymar, actually. Um, so he didn't have Mbappe either. Yeah. So draw whatever conclusions you want. But PSG aside, because I think much like being a Celtic manager, I'm not sure what the fuck that means, winning that title with that team. I know that not winning it isn't very good. That's a good point. However, what he did with Bordeaux, he had, he had a, a win rate with Bordeaux at 58%, which is frankly ridiculous. Yeah. With Bordeaux. That is ridiculous. And he won a title with Bordeaux. That is impressive. And I think he's sustained that over four or five years. Don't you feel with Blanc that he's revered at United? Like, I always get this impression that, I don't know, whenever you, people talk about Blanc and whenever, you know, speak to, whenever you speak to... If we're being stuff, honest with ourselves, he was a bit shit, wasn't he? I know. It's By like, the time we got yeah, him, he was very much yeah, a bit shit. he seems shit. to have that sort of air of like... We also bought him on the back of Stam going, so you've just gone from an all-action superhero... To a librarian-looking yeah. fucker who was a bit old. Yeah, that's it. And yeah, so the I contrast still think, didn't really do. Yeah, him a you're lot right of... because it was weird. But yeah, he still get the never, idea. I, I never asked Rio about what he thought about Blanc. Ah, yeah, because he obviously would have played with it. Yeah, because he was. We never saw. We never saw Rio on stand, didn't we? Which is a travesty. No, what? A... But that's it's over then, isn't it? Let's just you know what I mean. That's the two best centre backs ever. Um, Real was talking Rio's like he said never him. really had this, this this conversation with Vidic he goes but I definitely thought it a lot he goes the way people used to talk about Pallister and Bruce annoyed me really? he goes and I was like when they finish they're not going to talk about Pallister and Bruce it's going to be fucking real and Vidic he goes that was a thought that he was consciously saying to himself he goes right. I never said it to Vidic he goes but he was like yeah. Some like eyes yeah. and like not fucking be talking about them it's in five years. Point. He's got a kind of point in it because they definitely, definitely eclipsed those two. Yeah, they did, didn't they? Um, but I, I, one thing that annoys me a little bit as well is how people forget about how good Bruce and Palace was. Or not forget, you might be too young, but they don't get enough recognition because just winning titles all the time and scoring loads of goals and doing what you meant to do. Uh, Phony Grow says, sorry to bring the coaching back up. Don't, he's, he loves it. Um, Arsenal hired an army for Arteta to coach this team this season. It helped. Oh, he's not coaching. Um, I mean, does that help? Is that a big thing? Has Ali not got enough in the backroom staff? Or is it, Ultimately, answer, all is we it? can do is look at the results on the pitch. And I would say the results on the pitch aren't good enough. Uh, and that's you can see some coaching on the pitch and know it's not good enough without yeah. actually having to be at training. Um, I don't know if... I mean, the players I've spoken to say the training's great. And I can only go off the back of that. And they say they feel well prepared. So if it's... If if they were saying different things, I'd tell would you. Would they tell you if if it was a bit? Would the they, people would I'm they, talking to absolutely. Yeah, would they would say and they, like, they've oh, also said. Steve, this is awful. Put it this way: I know players who don't like McKenna, right? Um, that have left the club. Yeah. Um, but they've not. They don't dislike him on the back of um, his coaching. They're still complimentary of his coaching, which I think tells you that's a very real thing. Yeah. Um, there's a player that's left the club, um, who I'm pretty good in contact with. Um, who had a personal thing with him. Yeah. And that's, he keeps it as like, look, we fell out on this. He, we both disagreed. And, um, but, you know, Pat Knight was a good coach. Lent him money and I just didn't pay him back. <laughs> One of them ones, borrowed his car. I think he said like, he, he told him he wasn't going to make it. That's always the confidence boost that you need with a young player but if, at if Manchester a United. Coach, if a coach tells you you're not going to make it and you can still be complimentary about how he coaches, that tells me that there's probably truth yeah. in what you say. Listen, I, I, you know, I'm with you. You said it earlier, you know, you've not sort of, I know you listen to sorts of players and stuff, but you're not there for the sessions. And I think it's easy to start putting your finger I am trying out. my hardest to get into a session. I'll get in there one day. I don't know who's going to get me in, but I'm I, getting in I there. think there's a route there. You, you can you can do it. You've got contacts. Uh, Ali Unsaid says, considering the success of the protest last summer, do you think having a yearly protest against the Glazers will help keep <laughs> them more accountable? Yeah, do 22nd of May every year, fuck it. Yeah, like, we can have a little party, can't we? It's like, put it in the calendar. Um, I'll tell you one thing. I'll, I don't mind protesting. I'll join him in protest against Glazers. I'm not going to any protest against the manager. That's just ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? I think, yes, you can criticise and say you don't think he's good enough, but arranging a protest against the manager, I just think it's just... Hang on. I, I Someone said, um, the new Robo documentary, there's a topic for you. I haven't seen it yet. You've seen it? No, no, yet. Should we have a viewing? I thought we were getting it. I thought we were, but it's not arrived, so I don't know. We'll have to um, make some calls. And, and I say, also, when's the Rooney documentary out? Is that you saying there should be a Rooney documentary? Because one, I agree. No, there's one out. Is um, is it on Amazon or whatever? It is. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's and it's no old bad, bro. He's like he's he's talking about you know off the pitch activities and Ooh. Colleen's in it, and they're not they're not shirking away from the Ooh. the juicy topics. 
So, you know, it's the one that sort of, you know, it'll cover everyone now, even if you're not that into your football, you might be into a bit of the gossip. I wonder if Rebecca Vardy's in it. She's... She's got a chapter. There's no she's way she's not got it. a chapter. That'd be like that was a, a seminal reveal. football Twitter moment. What about three a, years ago? That was, was a seminal moment in the history of the internet. Eh? That was like proper detective oh, work. Shit, I think the Roonies are actually like, low-key like, detectives. I don't like um, gossip and shit. Like, I ain't got time for no, that sort but, of shit. Come on, but that was I, was, I was on it that day. I like the fact well, that when... We, it was all in there, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. It was mint. And I love the fact that like when Rooney couldn't get hold of his chairman, he borrowed the doctor's phone to get hold of him. Chairman's answering. Hey, you're all right. He's waiting. Oh, fucking <laughs> uh, we're That's my phone now, will ya? <laughs> we're going to wrap it up there. Make sure you are subscribing to the channel. We'll get 700,000 subscribers by the end of the season. And with your support, we can do it. What are you up to this weekend? With Do Me Yourself. Got a game fucking cancelled. It's not like you. Game's cancelling. What's going on here? Fucking wank. We had a team pull out on us last week because of COVID. This week, um, all the fucking management resigned for the team that we're playing tomorrow. And they've asked us, can we postpone it? No, Fucking no is the answer. I don't care if you haven't got money. I could demand the points, but I'd rather play, Jay. I'm here for the sport. Dude, well, I'm not right your team on a roll. I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed roll. that hey. we're not getting it. Yeah. Hey. So, He's here for the sport. You sound like some other Roman times, like a gladiator. I'm here for the sport, Jay. I want to play the matches. We've got a big cup game next week. I'm that kid at the process. I'm just here for the buzz, mate. Go on. <laughs> We've got a massive, massive cup game next week against Denton. Oh, Denton. Denton. Ooh. Beat us 4-0 in pre-season, right? So Massive revenge. cup game. Yeah. We win, we're into the semi-final of the Manchester FA Cup, right? It's, it's legit. It's like the Champions League for our level, right? No, no, fair, so fair there are a couple of leagues above us. I wanted to go into it on the back of a couple of games and a couple of wins, you know what I mean? And I've had COVID postponement and a fucking everyone left us postponement. I've been trying to get a friendly. It, listen, I'll tell you what. If you, can, if you can get an 11 together and you've got a pitch that you can play us tomorrow afternoon, I'll bring 11 lads and we'll come and fuck you up if you want. That's a nice prospect, isn't it? There's an, uh, an, an invite just that no one us. could say no to. I was telling you before when I'm about to tell these lots. So cool. we're in the Premier Division. We're joint top of the Premier Division. Yeah. There's Division 1, yeah. 2, 3, and then it gets lettered A, B, and C. Ooh. Our third Ooh. team, our development team, are in Division A. Right. And the league just messages us say, hey, there's a team in Division B that's uh, just had a COVID pullout. They've got their own pitch. They'll play in a friendly. I was like, oh, sweet. I was yeah. like, they're not going to say yes, are they? So yeah. Dave, secretary, rang them up. Yeah, they said fuck off. Rightly so as well. Players. Fair play to him. <laughs> that sounds like it could get a bit messy. Uh, so make sure you're checking out Paddock FC anyway, because when the game starts, well, uh, up again, you'll be able to check out all their highlights and all that other stuff. You know where to find him all over the internet. And when's the Venga stuff out? When's Not the Venga stuff. When's the company? Company's out Monday, I believe. Monday. So, you know, if you want to go and check that out, make sure you are doing. Uh, this has been The Brew. I've been Jay Motty. That's been Stephen Allison. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.